Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode, and if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It would be such a blessing as it helps others find this podcast. If you are looking for a Bible reading plan, there are several available for free on my website, plus additional resources such as the 30 Days to Journaling and back issues of the Sit Still My Daughter magazine. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps this ministry in continuing to encourage the hearts of women in the truth of God's word. Today, I wanted to start with a true story. There once was a boy who loved to dig. The more dirt, the better. One day, he found an enormous pile of sand and decided it was perfect for building tunnels. As he was halfway into the mound digging his large tunnel, the sand collapsed, trapping him inside. Only a portion of his legs could be seen. Thankfully, his dog was with him and ran home to alert the parents, but they were not home. So the dog waited in the driveway. Several hours went by before they finally arrived and a few more minutes until they understood the message their dog was trying to convey. As they followed the dog, they saw their son's legs sticking out of the sand mound, quickly pulling him out, but they found he was unresponsive, and they quickly rushed him to the hospital. They were forced to wait as doctors rushed into action, trying to save the young boy's life. A doctor finally arrived and grimly told the family the news. Their son was gone. They had been unable to resuscitate him. The mother collapsed into a chair and immediately pleaded with God, you raised Lazarus from the dead. Please do it again for my son. Please, God. As she sat there pleading with God to spare her son's life, a nurse quickly came into the waiting room and she summoned the doctor. Moments later, he rushed back to the family to tell them that a miracle had taken place. Their son was alive. He would later be released from the hospital with no damage done, despite him having been without air for such a length of time and being clinically declared dead. That young boy owed his life to the power of prayer from a mother's heart full of love and faith. For our Daughters of Eve series, I want to take you back to 2 Kings chapter 4 and continue our study on the Shunammite woman. Remember, she has just received her heart's desire, a son, just as the prophet Elisha said. She was a mother who had the joy of caring for her child, watching him grow, and now he was big enough to be in the fields with his father as he worked with the reapers. Maybe he had done this numerous times, but today would be like no other. Let's read verses 18 through 20. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Imagine how hard it must have been for this woman, the one who had longed to be a mother, to see him carried home from the field. I am sure that she did everything she could think of to care for him. But no matter what, she could see the life draining from his body. No matter how hard she held on to him, she could not prevent her only beloved son from taking his last breath a few hours later. 
Maybe her own heart broke the moment his beat its last. Though many women would have given into sorrow at that particular moment and wept in a deep grief, this woman's response was incredible. Listen to verses 21 through 24. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. Instead of falling apart, she gathered her faith as she took her son and laid him in the prophet's room. She had a plan and was preparing for a miracle. She then implements the plan by calling her husband and asking for the lend of a donkey and a man to walk in front so she could see the man of God. Of course, her husband is curious and wants to know why she needs to go see him since there is nothing special about today. And I love her response. It shall be well. What a composed woman. She has just placed the body of her son in a room, yet she does not reveal it to her husband. The word well means safe, happy, health. Let that response sink in. She told her husband, it shall be well. It shall be happy, healthy. This was an answer of faith and reminds me of another story as a father prepares to ascend a mountain with his only son following behind carrying the wood for what was intended to be his own sacrifice. Abraham told his servants to wait and that both he and his son would return. This unnamed woman from Shunem exhibited the same faith. Even though her heart was heavy, she was moving toward the answer. Now let's read verses 25 through 28. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Even before she arrived, Elisha knew her well enough to recognize that she was coming to see him. It is interesting to note that his response is similar to the husband's in that he realized something wasn't right since there was no reason for her visit. It also reveals that he truly cared about this family as he immediately tells his servant to meet her and ask specifically if her husband and her child and herself were well. She tells the servant the same as she did her husband, but when she came to Elijah, she finally collapsed. The emotions that she had kept at bay came pouring out of her soul. Gehazi attempted to push her away, but Elisha was quick to shield her. He recognized her pain, that her soul was vexed. The word means to be in bitterness, to be grieved. You can see his care and compassion for her, this woman who had been nothing but kind to him. She who had gone out of her way to make sure he had a welcome place to rest every time he passed through her town. You can almost hear that his own heart is breaking for her as he waits to hear 
what has happened since the Lord has chosen not to reveal the reason beforehand. He was completely in the dark. Finally, she says something. A reference to a conversation that had taken place years ago, but was instantly understood. She asked him two things. Did I desire a son of my Lord? And did I not say, do not deceive me? The answers are no, I didn't. And yes, I ask about this. She had never asked for a son. She had said she was content to dwell with her own people. Elisha was the one who had promised her a son. She had told him also, don't deceive me. She didn't want to be given something so precious under false pretenses, yet her worst nightmare had come true. Something interesting to note is the fact she never specifically said that her son had died. But Elisha understood that's what she meant. And it moved him to action as we see in verses 29 to 32. Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins and take my staff in thy hand and go thy way. If thou meet a man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Elisha quickly hands his staff to Gehazi along with some very specific instructions. Get there as fast as you can. Don't even stop to say hello to someone and lay this staff on the child. But I love her response to this. As the servant takes off, she tells Elijah, I am not leaving unless you come with me. Now I am getting a little off topic here, but the tenacity of this woman made me think of something. She refused to leave Elijah, insisting that he come with her. Do we have the same desire with God? Do we come into his presence with a heart that is shattered or heavy laden, looking to him to fix it, to heal it and comfort it? Do we linger in his presence, refusing to leave without an answer? My mind thinks of Jacob and how he refused to let go of the angel until he blessed him. In the story of Jesus, when he told of the woman and the unrighteous judge, she came daily until the man answered her request. What would happen if we exhibited the same commitment as this woman. Remember that faith pleases God. In fact, we cannot please him without it. And for this woman, she was about to receive according to her faith. Elisha arrives and is told that even though his servant did exactly as he was told, nothing happened. So the man of God goes to the child and shuts the door as we read in verses 33 through 35. And he went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. I will say that this is a very unique miracle and I don't believe there is another account where someone was so invested. Did you notice that Elisha laid on this child face to face so that he was mouth to mouth, eye to eye, and even hand to hand? He prayed to the Lord. Though we are not told what he prayed, it must have been heartfelt as we have seen just how much he truly cared about them. After all, it had been his idea to give her a child and the Lord granted this petition. Maybe he asked God 
not to take away this precious miracle child because it would make Elisha seem like a liar to this woman's request of not being deceived. Another interesting thing to note is that Elisha leaves the room, which must have been disappointing to the mother as he appears without her son and simply paces around the house, then disappears upstairs. Again, he lays on the child. You could almost say that he was pouring his very soul into the body. And then the child sneezed, not once or twice, but seven times, and then he opened his eyes. I always smile at this because it's so interesting that he sneezed, a clear sign that he was no longer dead. It was now time to reunite the mother and son as we read in verses 36 and 37. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her. And when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Gehazi summons her up to the room where she is greeted by her son. He has been restored to her. This child owed literally everything to his mom. In fact, twofold because it was his mother's kind heart that resulted in his birth in the first place. And it was her faith that restored his life when it seemed lost. Never underestimate the faith of a mom. The story we opened with is not the only one of its kind. There are others where a mom prayed over the body of her lifeless child and God heard her cry. And I know that a mother's prayers are not limited to a child who has died, but with one that is in rebellion, one that has lost its way. Can I encourage you? to never stop praying for your child, never stop loving or caring for them. I promise that the God Elisha prayed to is the same one who hears your cry today. He listens as we pour out our hurts, our fears, and our tears. The Holy Spirit is there to give words when the sobs prevent us from uttering a single one. Never forget that our God loves us and he invites us into his holy presence to not just know him, but to commune with him about anything, no matter how small and insignificant or large and impossible. This woman never wavered in her faith, and the words she spoke to her husband were rewarded. All was well. And that is where we will end today's episode. I pray that you have a wonderful day, my friends. May we be women who grow our faith by spending time in the quiet place, learning more about our loving Heavenly Father. Thank you.